1: Hey there Frontlines fans, Um, this is Kyle Avery coming to you today co-hosting the show in Matt's place. This is the 63rd episode of Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast and here is your host Michael Cohen.
0: Hey, hey everybody. Uh, So uh, Matt's got a little bit of the bronchitis so we've thrown him in a back to tank for the week. (laughs) And uh, and Kyle's going to be sitting in, uh, which you've been on the show before, right? You did one while I was in California?
1: Yes, yeah, so I filled in for you one time with Matt, so.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, so you're, you're no stranger to our fair listeners. Um nope. But we're, we're back after the holiday break. Oh, man. And boy, was there ever a break. And uh, I don't know. I guess I should somewhat apologize. We recorded an episode before I actually sort of started vacation. and uh, And it just kind of sat and sat and sat. And I never did anything with it. Like, I didn't didn't, uh, edit it or whatever. Um, so that's my bad. We recorded it. Steve was on and, uh, it's, it's in the, it's in the feed now, but, uh, yeah, I kind of sat on that for a little while longer than I should have instead of getting it done. Uh, but I've been really busy. Uh, so yeah, I guess now, but now we're back and the the show is back
1: Yep, yeah, and we're back uh, with, uh, no more politics and,
0: Yelp yeah, um,
1: yeah. You know, poison tea and that kind of stuff we got some night sisters and ventress and dooku and cool stuff to talk about yeah
0: for sure um so yeah let's uh let's get right into it and uh and we will head on into the news
1: i'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe this is just the beginning i think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station i have my orders from the emperor himself he has something special planned this is where the fun begins. I think we've got something, sir. Good luck. You're gonna need it.
0: Okay, so the first thing we've got in the news is uh, Star Wars The Complete Saga on Blu ray. This is kind of half news, um, but just this past week, they announced over on starwars.com and actually I was given a bunch of press stuff to put up and, and I didn't get around to it, but uh, you guys have read it pretty much everywhere that star Wars is coming out on Blu-ray next, uh, it's next September, right?
1: Yes. I'm trying to find it. Er, yeah. September of this year.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So. It is 2011 now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still in 2010 because I've, just been working nonstop for the last week, but uh, yeah, so we've got we got Star Wars: The Complete Saga on Blu-ray. It's all six movies. Uh, well, I don't know if I could say all six. I guess it says it will feature all six live-action Star Wars feature films. Yeah, Uh, utilizing the highest possible picture and audio presentation, along with three additional discs and more than 30 hours of extensive special features, including never before seen deleted and alternate scenes and exploration of the exclusive Star Wars archives and much more. So uh, that's going to be on Blu-ray. For one thirty nine ninety nine American, one seventy nine ninety nine Canadian. So I will be picking that up in the states. Uh, <laughs> I'll drive across the border for that because that's ridiculous. Um, actually, I th- think it was up on Amazon for like way cheaper than that.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, way discounted on Amazon because I checked that out too. It's like one hundred forty US, but on Amazon it's uh, about ninety, I think.
0: I am actually just going to do some investigative reporting so that everybody can get the best possible deal. Yeah, totally. It's uh, it's Star Wars: The Complete Saga episodes one to six Blu-ray. It's up there right now for
1: eighty nine ninety nine. Well, there
0: so, you go. So yeah, I'm going to have to pick that up so that it's uh, that price as opposed to one hundred and forty. Uh, and it's got its regular price here. Oh no, as one thirty nine. This is just the strike through made it look like one thirty. Uh, so yeah, so that's coming. Uh, we've we've seen a little bit of what what we've got in store um, when it comes to uh, what's going to be on these discs with like special features and deleted scenes and stuff. Because we saw at uh, C five the uh, the Return of the Jedi deleted scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. that nobody even knew existed, including Mark Hamill, who was in the scene.
1: So, yeah. uh which is which is pretty exciting when you think about I mean, it says there's 30 hours of special features, so... Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff that we haven't seen before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is going to be, be pretty awesome. On there. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know about you. But, yeah, uh, I am, too. That's got me psyched. But,
1: uh, I mean, like I said, I'm kind of more excited for the... Um, yeah, for all the bonus stuff that we haven't seen before because, yeah. you know, even, I mean, sure, they can make the movies look better in high-def and everything, but, you know, I'll still love them either way, but new stuff's always good.
0: Yeah, the one downside that I've got with this as well as with uh, Star Wars and 3D is that it's awesome for us fans, but for all the haters out there, it kind of brings Star Wars to the forefront, and so now, like, all all the the people walk in the comic book store and that sort of thing when I'm hanging out there and they know that I'm a star Wars guy, they start digging into it and they're, they're all like, Oh, so I see they're, they're re-releasing star Wars again. It's going to be on Blu-ray. Let's see what kind of digital stuff he's added in this time. How much more has he raped our childhoods and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to say all that obnoxious crap. And it just, it, I don't, it just gives them an excuse to sort of get in our faces again and be whiny about Star Wars, which I just hate.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always going to be those people, but I mean, especially, you know, right when it comes out, I'm sure there'll be, I mean, I've already read some comments about, um, you know, people who want the original versions versus the special editions and, you know, whatever else. But um, yeah, I'm like, who cares? I'm just going to watch it.
0: Yeah. For us, it's awesome. I mean, for us, it's, it's great because it's, it's high def it's the uh, deleted scenes that we've never seen before like for me it's totally worth the price you know um especially yeah, see if you here. get it for 90 bucks off amazon like that that can't really be beaten you know it's all six movies which for myself like I've never bought the the prequel trilogy because I wanted to get it in a in an actual set and all they've ever done is taken the individual dvds and put them in one box, but they've never done, like, an actual box set of them. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, well, there's no point in getting these, because eventually they'll do they'll do a box set, like a real box set of the prequels. and uh, And maybe they'll even do a saga box set on DVD. And so that never happened, but now it's happening on Blu-ray, so I'll finally be able to watch the prequels whenever I want, not just when they're on TV.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, I mean, you know, of course, people are going to accuse George Lucas of just, you know, this is just some other, uh, you know, scam to get more money, and he's re-releasing the movies again, and, you know, people are going to buy them again. But, you know, all the fans have been asking for it, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's not doing this for him. This is Lucasfilm, you know, finally, uh, you know, putting it out there for the people who've been asking for it for a long time. Well,
0: you know what, and even if it is an instance of him just wanting to make more money off of us, um the people who have something to say about that, like the people who are griping, they're just jealous. They just wish they had a license to print money like he does. I mean, he came <laughs> up with a genius idea over 30 years ago, and he's still milking it for everything it's worth. And I'm sorry, but that's his right.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, and it, it's working. Yeah. So. so
0: if you buy it, you know, because the thing is the people who gripe will be the same people who pick it up on the first day, right?
1: Yeah. And then they'll complain about it and it's like, "Well, why would you go spend 140 bucks on it then? Yeah. Yeah, they won't they're not
0: listening to podcasts like this, so they're not hearing that you can get it for cheaper on Amazon. They're just going to the store <laughs> and picking it up for 150 bucks. So, or 180 if you're in Canada. I mean, that's that is ridiculous to me. Like, I'm not going to spend $200 on this, for sure. But I will spend 90.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and 90 is uh, a good price too cuz um I know here in the U.S., I've seen other, um, you know, box sets of you know movie trilogies and sagas and stuff for you know that are usually around you know eighty or a hundred or one hundred twenty bucks or whatever. So for all six Star Wars movies plus you know thirty hours of bonus content that we haven't seen before, you know, I think one hundred forty is even you know a fairly reasonable price. But for ninety, I'm definitely going to try to pick that up. So yeah,
0: absolutely. But enough about DVDs and Blu-rays. Let's move on to the next piece of news, which is that uh, Star Wars Fan Days is back. And uh, they, they've officially announced the date, which is uh, October 8th and 9th, 2011, in Dallas. Uh, and it's in a bigger building, which means bigger event. So uh, so you can check out, I think, Jedi News. Is that where, where we get the info for Fan Days? Yeah, um, awesome. I guess Stay so. Tuned. Stay tuned to Jedi News for more information on Fan Days in the months to come, and they uh, they're hoping to see you there. I I will not be there, uh, but I don't know I don't know if anybody else will. I don't know if we have anybody sort of on the crew that's in that area. Um, you you're where?
1: Kyle? I'm in Arizona.
0: Okay, now so, Arizona um, is south of California, right?
1: Um, it's like right next to California, right next to California. Yeah. Okay. So but, where yeah, is that right on in the, relation to right Dallas is in Texas? Texas.
0: So where in relation is that to Texas?
1: Texas is to the east of us. Okay. So, I mean, Arizona and Texas are both along the, uh, southern border. So,
0: okay. Is that far away for you?
1: It's pretty far.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll keep an eye out and see, um, you know, if they start, um, you know, once they start making announcements about who's going to be there and what kind of stuff they're going to have. If it looks really good, I might see if it's worth planning a trip. But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it would be a pretty long drive, probably like 10 hours or more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty
0: far. That's pretty far. um, Um, Okay. Well, uh, we'll see if anybody else on our crew is there and if we're going to be sending anybody to Fan Days. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Um, I can tell you that I won't be there. <laughs> I, <gotta laughs> yeah, say, I, I probably won't be. will for the next be, week, uh, Star Wars Celebration, so. Yeah. That's my plan. Um, okay. So, collecting news. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? We got Dagobah landing Luke revealed. Matt put this together, so a lot of this is the first time I'm seeing it. Um,
1: yeah, so it looks like a um, it looks like the Empire Strikes Back vintage line for the action figures. Yeah, and there's a um, there's like a pilot Luke figure, but I guess it's slightly different from the Snowspeeder figure, and it's supposed to be um, him from you know the scene where he lands on Dagobah. So I'm guessing. I mean, maybe from the fact that Matt put this in here, maybe there's never been a Dagobah Luke action figure before. Um, I don't know. That would just be my guess. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys don't usually talk about, like, one single action figure on the show. But, um, you know, I guess for collecting fans out there and um, big fans of Empire Strikes Back, this might be something you want to check out.
0: Um, yeah, it I says,
1: know. I guess it says, look for this figure to be included in Wave 6 um, in 2011 of the vintage collection later this year, so.
0: Well, this is... Uh... That we're in slow news, <laughs> slow yeah. news period, right now uh, for collecting because um, uh, New York Toy Fair is right around the corner, so that's where we'll start to see all of the new stuff for 2011. Uh, oh, we'll okay. See, see tons of stuff coming out really soon, but that's uh, that. That's kind of why it's like, yeah, there's not really a lot to talk about at the moment.
1: Wait, so uh, when is that? Do you know? Sorry. The, uh, the Toy Fair you're talking toy about? When I don't
0: know. It's usually, I think, in February or March. Um, okay. I think it's in February, but I haven't really looked into it yet. Um, yeah,
1: I always forget but, when that's coming up. Like, it, I know it's at the beginning of the year sometime, but it's yeah, like every year I just kind of go on StarWars.com and I'm like, oh, look, there's all these new pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Toy Fair always seems to, seems to sneak up on people because... Uh, it, it's early in the year when every other convention is pretty much, you know, later on, uh, more like uh, Comic Con. Yeah. Season. So, uh, let's see, Toy Fair 2011. Let's find out. It's thirteenth uh, of February, so we got about a, we got about a month before Toy Fair. But that kind of leads into our next story, which is the 2011 Rebelscum.com Hasbro Wish List poll. Nominations are open So uh, Sometimes when, when stuff like this happens uh, This fourth annual Wishlist poll that they've run over At Rebel Scum And uh, yeah, Like Hasbro listens to a lot of this Stuff and they kind of They, they want to know what stuff You guys want for figures And that sort of thing So uh, so you can head over there and uh, And you can nominate Figures at the moment That's that's what's going on at the moment, so yep. no actual, um, no actual voting just yet. But the but the nominations are up. So
1: yeah, and also, um, I mean, in these notes Matt posted in here, I guess the categories for the figures are you know original trilogy, prequel trilogy, expanded universe, and Clone Wars. But I guess there's also a new one this year. Um, you know, maybe this is something Rebel Scum just made up, or maybe Hasbro's actually thinking about this which is uh, realistic Clone Wars figures. Um, So I'm guessing that would be, you know, you could get characters like Ahsoka or Cad Bane or something done, um, you know, kind of like in the realistic style of the live-action figures. Yeah. So that could be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Just a a word of advice. Don't waste your nominations here. Don't, uh, Don't put stuff in there like Ahsoka for the Clone Wars realistic nomination because rebel Scum's probably going to look at that and disregard it because you can be guaranteed now that they're allowed to do realistic clone wars figures Ahsoka's is one of the first ones they'll do like yeah. like hands down she's one of the first ones they'll do so uh you can expect to see stuff like that so just kind of think through what you're nominating and whether or not it's um Let's say realistic, like like if it's if it's a realistic thing to expect coming out, not a realistic style figure, but like if, if it's something that you think they'll they'll actually do, but not something that you know they're already planning to, um, or something that they've done recently. That's one of the things is like people. People will post that like, guaranteed somebody's gonna put in in the uh, in the OT nominations that they'd really love to see another Luke Skywalker in X-wing gear, <laughs> you know. But like, there, there's been one in the vintage, like in the last three vintage waves or whatever. They they keep doing these Lukes in X-wing gear and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, Um, which means they'll probably do more at some point, too. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. So just, like, don't waste your nomination. Come up with something really cool that you'd like to see, like some really cool expanded universe characters or uh, Clone Wars characters that haven't gotten figures yet. Um,
1: You know what else would be cool? Here's an idea, is to do um, realistic characters, you know, maybe do figures of them in the animated Clone Wars style. Yeah, yeah. That would be pretty cool.
0: For sure, that would be very cool. Like to see Qui Gon in the Clone Wars style, that yeah. would be very cool. So, uh, yeah. But that's uh, that's our collecting news. Yep.
1: And, Although uh, one thing, one other thing, um, yep. I thought maybe we could mention um, is the Robot Chicken and Family Guy Star Wars specials are both yes. out now. Yeah. Um, I know they've been out for almost a month now, but um, I think they came out since the last time you guys were on here. So yeah. I uh, just thought we'd let people know that, and you've seen both of those, right?
0: I have, yes. yeah. and
1: I've seen both of them too, and they're funny as always. So. In
0: fact, I got to see uh, I got to see it's a trap, the the Family Guy, Return of the Jedi. Um, I don't know. I guess about a week and a half, two weeks before it came out, because uh, my my good buddy Dennis over at the at Satellite Feed podcast, uh, he sent me a copy of it because he got a screener. And so he sent me a copy early for me to take a look at and talk about on the show. But then we didn't do a podcast, so (laughs) it was a little hard to talk about it. Um, And then, yeah, I did see... I saw Robot Chicken Star Wars over the holidays. And, uh, yeah, they're both pretty good. Um, I don't know. Like, Robot Chicken Star Wars 3 is is the better of the two that have just come out. And uh, It's a Trap is slightly better than something 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 dark side but not nearly as good as blue harvest. Because blue harvest was just like perfect and genius and it seems like i don't know some of the some of the character choices and that sort of thing just didn't really make a lot of sense to me but you kind of run out of characters right which was one of the jokes yeah. that they that they even had in It's a Trap uh, was that, like, you know, they're starting to bring in characters from Family Guy, from uh, Cleveland Show and uh, what's the other one? American Dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. uh, But yeah,
1: uh, I don't know. What did you think of them? Um, Well, I liked them both. I don't remember all that much about the Family Guy one just because I watched that. um, I've only seen that once and I watched it before the Robot Chicken one. Um, So I've seen the Robot Chicken one more recently, but um, I definitely thought that was the better of the three. Um, And they made it longer, too. Like, the first two Robot Chicken specials were half an hour long, and this last one was an hour long. So um, I thought they had a lot of funny stuff in there. And the Family Guy one was pretty good, too. So, um, you know, if you guys are fans of uh, Robot Chicken or Family Guy or you've seen the first two specials and you liked them, then uh, you probably want to check these out.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Uh well then let's uh let's jump over to the recap and talk about Night Sisters.
1: righty. I want to visit the force and become a Jedi like my father.
0: Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If as evil will become a great Jedi be Skywalker.
1: I've missed you.
0: Uh right.
1: I'm a silkatan. Destroy them both You're both Let's make this a bit more interesting. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. of Ain't coming! Blast them! No!
0: <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, Republican Separatist forces clash in an intense space battle over the planet Sullust. Asajj Ventress leads a squadron of droid tri-fighters, and they inflict severe damage upon the Republic flagship, the Resolute. Meanwhile, Darth Sidious contacts Count Dooku at his palace on Cyrano. Sidious is concerned that Ventress is growing too powerful, and he orders Dooku to kill his assassin in order to prove his loyalty. Dooku reluctantly agrees to obey his master's orders.
1: Lord Tyrannus, my master, there is a disturbance in the force. Your assassin, she has become very powerful. Yes, my lord. She is quite important to me. Too important. Master. Silence! I can sense her powers growing stronger. I would hate to think you are training your own Sith apprentice to destroy me. Never. My allegiance is to you and you alone. Then you must prove it. Eliminate her. She's my most trusted- I said, eliminate her! As you wish, my lord. In the space battle over Sullust, Asajj and her forces engage Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi in their Jedi starfighters. The two Jedi split up, and Ventress follows Kenobi while the droids go after Skywalker. Anakin outmaneuvers the droids and causes them to crash into each other. Asajj scores a hit on Obi-Wan's fighter, but Anakin retaliates and hits her ship. Ventress and Kenobi crash-land their damaged fighters in the the hangar of, of the Separatist flagship and Anakin flies in behind them.
0: So uh, the the second half of season three definitely starts off with some of the strongest stuff we've seen yet. Um, pretty amazing stuff too. Uh, like yeah. this is sort of a space battle, very reminiscent of uh, actually it reminds me the most of the, and, and maybe it's just because Ventress is in it with her, uh, with her solar sailor fighter or whatever. But I can't remember what it was called.
1: Oh, it's a... I um I think it's like a Geonosian fanblade fighter or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something
0: like that. Um it reminds me a lot of the uh the first clone wars, the the animated clone wars that battle. Um very cool with Anakin and uh and Ventress flying around and uh, and you get Obi-Wan thrown in there for good measure, which always makes me happy. So Hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, just, just a really, really solid start to, uh, to what's going to be a really awesome three episodes. Um, uh, now I, I saw it, you saw this too, right? You've seen the Yes. The whole, I've seen, whole, I saw the whole Savage Press thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so we know where this is going. Uh, but for those of you who haven't seen the rest of it yet, uh, this is just the beginning of what is one of the best storylines they've ever done on the show. So,
1: yeah, uh, but like you said, this was definitely a a great space battle, and you yeah. know, I I mean, for me, it reminded me more of um, the one at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, just because it's Anakin okay. and Obi Wan together, and you've got them getting chased by tri fighters, and they crash land in the hangar and everything. Yeah, but I loved um, Ventress's ship though, is um, and her ship and Anakin's starfighter in the uh, in the Clone Wars micro series are like two of my favorite ships in Star Wars. I just thought those were so cool looking. So, um, you know, it was cool to see that, um, you know, show up in this series. I would love it if they did Anakin's fighter again too, but I don't think they're going to. Oh, the old school one. uh, uh... Yeah. Well, the one that he's got, you know, it's like blue and kind of, it's got like the same paint scheme as his pod racer. Yeah. And then he's got it tricked out with like turbo engines on it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I always like the, you know, the nods to the micro series and the EU and all that kind of stuff. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Okay, well, let's uh, let's continue. Uh, Ventress contacts Count Dooku and requests assistance, but her master scolds her for losing the battle and leaves her to die. She emerges from her ship and engages in a lightsaber battle with Anakin and Obi-Wan. Meanwhile, Dooku orders a tactical droid commanding another cruiser to open fire and destroy the flagship with Asajj and the Jedi inside. Ventress, Kenobi, and Skywalker continue their duel in the hangar. Asajj is able to hold both Jedi in a Force Choke, But her concentration is broken as the ship begins to rock with explosions. They continue battling, and the Jedi manage to disarm Ventress and attempt to take her prisoner. After a damaged droid bomber flies into the hangar and explodes, Anakin and Obi-Wan get back in their fighters and flee the doomed cruiser. Asajj gets back to her ship and tries to escape, but the flagship explodes and she is caught in the blast. The droid commander reports to Count Dooku that the ship has been destroyed. And the count informs Darth Sidious that Asajj Ventress is dead. This had uh, this had one of the coolest moments in this episode, actually, which was uh, when the the ship started going down and it it tilts and uh, and everything starts moving around. In yeah. Hangar. And they like the uh, Obi Wan, Anakin, and Assage don't miss a beat. They they're just like hopping over this stuff and continuing to battle. It was really really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean that was. Well, this episode, I mean, there were two lightsaber battles. We'll get to the other one later. But, um, you know, this episode and then the other two episodes we've seen in this arc have, you know, some of the best, uh, you know, action and lightsaber battles and stuff we've seen so far. Yeah, for sure. So, and yeah, I mean, the the uh, two-way battle with Ventress fighting Anakin and Obi-Wan. And like you said, the ship getting rocked and, um, you know, they're jumping over ships. And I don't know, the whole thing was just awesome. And definitely a great way to start the episode because later it kind of gets darker and more story intense. But they really just started off with a bang. Yeah, for sure. Okay, you want to keep going? All right, cool. Um, in the aftermath of the battle, a gang of pirates in a cargo freighter scans the wreckage for anything of value. They find Ventress's damaged starfighter and bring it aboard their ship. The pirate captain awakens the uh, awakens the unconscious Sith assassin, and Ventress demands that they take her to Dathomir. When the captain refuses, Ventress force chokes the entire crew and pilots the ship to Dathomir herself.
0: Upon her arrival on Dathmir, the injured and exhausted Asaj finds herself surrounded by a group of Night Sister warriors. The Night Sisters are hostile towards strangers on their planet and they threaten to kill her. But Ventress is saved by the arrival of Mother Talzin, the leader of the Night Sisters. She claims that Ventress is one of them and orders the women to take her back to their village.
1: Dooku, he betrayed me. I know. I had hoped you would find your way to us sooner. I will
0: have revenge. Yes, you shall, sister.
1: We will see to it. Karis and Nalith
0: are the greatest warriors of our coven. I'll be the judge of that. They will help you destroy Count Dooku. So this is, uh, this is the introduction of, of the character of Mother Talzin, which uh, is going to look very familiar to, to most hardcore Star Wars fans who've got a copy of the Episode One art book, because uh, one of the original designs for Darth Maul, for the, the Sith Apprentice, was, uh, was this uh, Sith witch. And uh, it's, I mean, it's almost exactly what what Talzin looks like. Um, Because that's back from a draft of the script where there was an entire council of of Sith. And uh, there was sort of all these different factions and that sort of thing. So uh, it's it's, it's just another example of uh, concept art that's getting used over and they don't have to necessarily spend all that time working on new designs cause there's just this huge wealth of stuff that's already been designed, but never used. Um, right. so yeah, so, I, but, uh, seeing her on the page and seeing her in action, sorry, in this episode moving around and that sort of thing and the way that the, uh, the, the tendrils on her outfit just kind of float and move around. Very, very cool.
1: Yeah, that did look really cool. I mean, it was kind of like there were, f- floating almost like she was underwater or something but yeah yeah you know, obviously she wasn't but um yeah i just thought the whole look and feel of Dathomir and the night sisters and everything was you know really well done um you know as far as just kind of giving it this feel of you know these eerie magic witches and stuff and um i don't know you know the costumes the look of the planet everything just you know was really cool yeah, for, sure. for sure. I like seeing those, uh, you know, when the Night Sisters all ambush Ventress and some of them have, like, these energy bows. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wish we could have seen those in action, see what those look like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we don't really get to see them ever fire one, do we? Yeah. Um, I'm sure it just looks a lot like a blaster bolt. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> just, just flying through the air.
1: So yeah, we, I, I don't think see we what we've it ever seen contact, blaster though. bolts before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I said I don't think we've ever seen pink blaster bolts before.
0: No, that's true. But, uh, <laughs> that's true. But I'd like to see what happens when one hits somebody.
1: Yeah, like, that uh, too.
0: Does it go through the person? Does it... Because, like, a blaster bolt doesn't really... It never really leaves a hole, right? Like, it just kind of explodes on contact and leaves this scorch mark
1: behind. Yeah, right. It.
0: But would these things, like, embed themselves like a regular arrow? Or do they kind of just burst when they hit? And Yeah.
1: I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah,
0: hopefully, we get to see one day. Uh, well, when we get to the end of this three-episode arc, we'll, uh, we'll sort of see that this might not be the last time we see these characters. In this, I story. hope not. So, uh, uh, okay.
1: Right, so uh, the night sisters carry ventures back to their village, where Mother Talzin conducts a magic ritual. As the witches heal her with their powers, Asaj experiences visions of her past. First, she sees herself taken from Dathomir as an infant, then orphaned, taken in by a Jedi Knight, raised as his apprentice, and left alone again when he is slain by pirates. Finally, she sees herself becoming Count Dooku's apprentice, only for him to abandon her, too. The Sisters finish their ritual, and as Ventress awakens, she swears to get revenge on Dooku for betraying her. Mother Talzin introduces Asajj to Karis and Nalith, two of the clan's greatest warriors, and promises that they will help her destroy the Count.
0: Mother Talzin prepares a potion that turns Asajj, Karis and Maleth invisible. She gives Asajj a poison dart that will impair Dooku's vision and force sense. She also gives the three of them Jedi lightsabers so that Dooku will believe Jedi have been sent to assassinate him.
1: Alright, so before we keep going, um, what did you think of the way they uh, show Ventress' backstory here?
0: Uh, very cool. Um, I know that there's probably other people who are really upset because I don't think it meshes with uh, all of the EU about her. Um, but I don't know because I'm not, I'm not an expert on Asajj, so I don't know what the, uh, what the EU, that like the already established EU out there is. Um, but I don't know, I've kind of embraced the fact that this story, like the Clone Wars story, is, is true canon and uh, and this is the actual story of how she came to be duku's apprentice and and all of that and but we don't really see that part anyways. We don't really see the part where Duku finds her. We just kind of see this moment of them meeting, but we don't see what led up to that or how that played out so mm-hmm. Um, so there's still a lot of room in there. If you want to choose to believe that the micro series is how it happened, you can do that. If you, uh, want to believe that it's how the comics say it happened or how the books say it happened. I mean, I don't know. Cause I don't know how they conflict, but, um,
1: mm-hmm. it's well, a Star Wars continuity, to, um, so I, I guarantee have you. Read her, I've read her backstory in the comics and mm-hmm. this was actually really close to how those went, which is one of the okay. things I liked about it because, um, and it was actually almost exactly the way it goes in the comics except that originally she wasn't born on Dathomir. Um she was just kind of born on this planet where there was a lot of war going on and she was left an orphan and um you know kind of was adopted by a Jedi knight who got stranded there and they started fighting all these you know corrupt warlords and stuff and trying to bring peace to the planet but then he got killed and she kind of went to the dark side and just killed everybody and kind of took control for herself. But um So I thought they did a really good job just of kind of staying true to um, some of the older stories, but then also putting their own spin on it with her coming from Dathomir and that kind of thing. And I just thought it all meshed really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I I really like this. And and I like the fact that she was sort of trained as a Jedi. So um, Dooku didn't find her and teach her all of this stuff in five minutes. Yeah. which he seems to do with, with uh, Savage in the next episode, but we'll get to that next time. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the three Night Sisters travel to the Count's home planet of Sereno. In the dark of the night, they land their ship in a forest and make their way on foot to Dooku's estate. After infiltrating the palace, they find the Count asleep in his bedchamber. Before moving in on their target, Asajj warns her two companions that Dooku is a Sith lord and a formidable opponent. She then shoots the poison dart into Duku's neck. The count wakes up and immediately reaches for his lightsaber. Even with his senses clouded by the poison, he is able to hold his own in a fierce lightsaber duel against the three Knight sisters who he mistakes for Jedi. After battling throughout the mansion, the Knight sisters finally manage to, counter, to corner Duku and Ventress disarms him. Before she can deliver the killing blow, Dooku blasts all three of his attackers with force lightning and flings them out a window. Asajj manages to grab hold of a ledge on the cliff below, and she uses the force to catch her two falling companions. So, this is where we see Count Dooku. Uh, just... I don't know, I, I think like in, in the best form we've ever seen him. Even, even his fight against Yoda... Isn't, isn't as impressive as this like he's fighting three of them and he can't see and he's been poisoned and like it's it's intense he's awesome yeah Dooku is so cool like he's such a great villain and uh and and the movies just really didn't get a chance to do him justice so mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. yeah that was really cool and I mean the other thing too is the fact that he just woke up yeah I mean I don't know about you but I probably couldn't hold my own against three assassins you know first thing in the morning yeah but um yeah, yeah and they're fighting all throughout the palace and um yeah i remember we you guys saw this clip at uh c5 right yes so yeah that we got to see yeah i remember seeing that online later and you know people were because the night sisters were um invisible but i mean we had to still see them so they kind of looked almost ghost-like a little bit yeah and you know there were all these speculations going around that oh maybe dooku killed ventress and now she's coming back as a force ghost to try to take revenge on him and stuff but um i mean you know now we know how it goes and yeah that was a really cool scene um especially at the end you know i was like oh man they've got him cornered like we know they don't kill him because he's still alive in Revenge of the Sith. So I was like, how's he going to get out of this? And he just yeah. blasts him with Force lightning and throws him out the window. I was like, wow, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, okay, you want to fish off? All right, cool.
1: Um, Asajj, Karas, and Nalith return to Dathomir and report to Mother Talzin that their, mo- that their mission was unsuccessful. Despite their failure, Mother Talzin is optimistic. She suspects that after being attacked, Count Dooku will search for a new apprentice to protect himself.
0: Uh, Mother Talzin count, contacts Count Duku and informs him that she is aware that he has lost his trusted assassin. She offers to give him a new warrior as a replacement, but a male this time instead of a female. And the Count accepts her proposal. Ventress is still determined to kill Duku, and Mother Talzin assures her that she will have her revenge
1: it is true that your warriors are of an extraordinary caliber
0: perhaps something different this time perhaps a male from our planet will be more to your liking
1: since you could not tame the female i shall take you up on your offer excellent i will be in contact I will see Count of Coutet, I swear it, so you shall, so you shall.
0: So there we go, that's uh, that's the first part of this three episode arc, uh, the story of, As- of Savage Opress and Assage Ventress, and uh, well I guess you guys are going to have to wait until next week to see Savage for the first time. But uh, but it'll be worth it.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought this was. Um, I don't want. I don't know if I want to say my favorite part because and the whole thing was awesome. But um, you know, I mean they kind of hyped up this whole Savagio Press trilogy, and we went and saw it in the theaters. And in the first third of it, Savage Press isn't even in it. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I still thought they did a really good job with the characters of you know Ventress and the Night Sisters and everything. So um, you know, I kind of went into it just expecting to see this awesome Savage Press guy, and there was a lot more stuff that I liked about it that kind of surprised me, so.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I just can't wait to have it all out there so that we can talk about the whole thing. It's so difficult, having seen all three episodes, to, uh, to just stay within the, the one episode and discuss what happened in this one. Yeah. Um, it was also difficult to watch it, <laughs> to sit through it, because it was kind of like, you sit through this one and you're like, but I know what's gonna happen in the next two, and I just want to get there, you know. When mm-hmm. it ended with with Talzin talking to Dooku, I was kind of like, oh, that's it. We're not even going to get, get to see uh, like the Eridonians or anything like that in this. That's kind of kind of upsetting, but that's okay. I can. Yeah. Play. Oh, good. No, no, I'm. That, that's that's all oh, I've okay. got to say about this one. I th- I think that I've. I, it, this was a very visual episode and a very straightforward episode. Um, so I don't know. There's just, there's, for me, there's not a heck of a lot to chat about. You know what I mean? Like, there's not yeah. a
1: lot. Yeah. Really I mean, I noticed it. that even as I was writing it because, um, there's not a whole lot of like cutting back and forth between a lot of stuff going on at once. Like we've seen with some other episodes, like, uh, you know, Arc Troopers, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff going on, but it was, you know, pretty linear. Um, Yeah, yeah. And it's a
0: lot more personal. Um, Yeah. With some other episodes, it's a bit more, like you saying, like there's more stuff going on at once. And uh, and a lot of it's like very intense battle and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, you mentioned the personal aspect. Like this was probably... I mean, you know, this was Ventress' kind of defining moment in the show so far. Um, and they're also, I mean, they're starting to take her in a new direction, obviously, too, because in the comics and the novels and stuff, we've seen her, you know, fighting the Jedi and being trained by Dooku, but we've never, you know, seen her go against Dooku and join with the Night Sisters before, so we don't really know what's going to happen after this.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Cool. That uh, should be exciting stuff to see in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be very cool to have this all out there and, uh, for everybody to get to see it. Uh, and then after that, to get new episodes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of at that point where like, I just kind of want to get through these next two and, uh, and watch them again and then get to, get to new episodes. Um, cause for, <laughs> for, uh, for everybody else, it was, it was a few weeks that they didn't get to see a new episode, for me, it's been it's been like a month, <laughs> and it's yeah. going to keep going because the the next two episodes are more that I've seen. So uh,
1: yeah. you I, don't see, know if I you feel
0: the same way. But
1: no, I, I'm totally excited to watch them again. Just because, um, I mean, after I saw them in the theater, I was like, man, those were awesome episodes. And you know, I certainly wouldn't mind watching them again on TV. But I think they kind of spoiled us a little bit by you know us getting to see them all back to back in a movie theater yeah. because then you watch it on you know, on a TV and it's like, you know, the story and the action and everything is still great, but it wasn't the same, you know, it just wasn't the same experience. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously not, but, um, and I will say though, going to the screening and getting to see all three of these up on the big screen was awesome.
0: Oh, eight, yeah. they should, every episode should air on air in a movie theater. or yeah, movie I, w- theater. I wish they could. Yeah, like every every couple episodes, they should put together a thing and let you go see it in the movie theater. I'd pay ten bucks for that. So good to see it in, on the big screen, and it like it doesn't lose anything being blown up that big. In fact, it's it's that much better. Like it's just, I it's just the quality is so great, and the 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 depth of the imagery and everything, especially with season three being as uh, as full. As it it has been. I mean, it's just, it was Mm -hmm. awesome to see in the theater.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, you can see a lot more detail in the visuals, too, and everything.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, well, let's move on to the mailbag. Alrighty. So we're going to jump over there.
1: Excuse me, but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter, we're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts and comics. Movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe and comics. Comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics. Or right across the street from Town. Hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here and well, now you don't have to? Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store. Did you just jump for joy. Stranger things have happened. For instance, some people badly want to shop with us online, but then they forget- at the website. Don't let this happen to you. www.metropolis comics.com. www.metropolis comics.com. The secret stash online. Uh, everything's under control, situation normal. What happened? Head uh, flight, weapons, malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine.
0: We're all fine here
1: now. Thank you.
0: How are you? Okay, so our first piece is from uh, Aaron Ultimus. Who is a frequent writer to the show? Uh, and he says, The second half trailer for season three shows Ahsoka dark side battling Anakin. Is it true? Would they give it away this early? Your all time number one fan, Aaron Altimus. I am so glad that you wrote this, this email into us, Aaron, so that I could discuss this and let everybody uh, sort of know what I saw, which is that. Uh, well, it's not as uh, it's it's not as straightforward as I think that it plays out as. If you if you look at that trailer and some of the other stuff that they've put out there, you can see that uh, first of all, it, she seems to be under the influence of something like some sort of. Uh, I think it's like some sort of a plant or something, like some sort of a, a, a toxin, and. Uh, if you look really carefully at the at the scene where Anakin shouts no just before Ahsoka jumps at him, he has the same thing going on with his face, like the same blue veins and stuff. It's just not as noticeable on him as it is on Ahsoka because Ahsoka's skin is pink, so it's like that orangey pink color. So uh, it really shows up on her, like to have the blue veins sticking out. But uh, but we're gonna actually see the two of them fighting against each other but I don't think that that Ahsoka is turning to the dark side I think this is a bit of a red herring which is something that I said uh I don't remember if I said it on the show or if I just said it while Steve Matt and I were talking about the 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 Savage press screening but uh yeah I think that it's just there it's a It's a trap. I think it's a trap. They just, they want us to think that they're going forward with that storyline. I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon.
1: Yeah. And, um, I mean, I pretty much had the same thought that, um, I didn't notice like whatever plant thing you were talking about, but there were, um, I did notice a couple scenes where it looked like Anakin and Ahsoka were captured or being put in some prison or torture thing or something. Um and of course we see in those trailers more of like the Night Sisters and some other yeah. Sith looking people and stuff. So or magic. Um,
0: we see what that looks like more ma like something that looks like more magic. Like there's the I can't remember if it's Anakin or Obi Wan is walking along with somebody and the the surroundings are changing around them. Yeah, yeah, that's and,
1: uh Obi Wan and Ahsoka, I think.
0: Yeah, and um Quite honestly, I think that the majority of what we're seeing, if you can kind of look at the modus operandi of what they've done previously with the Clone Wars and what Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm do with these promotions, what we're seeing more than likely is 90% scenes from a three-episode arc, a two- or three-episode arc, and we're not seeing the rest of season three. We're seeing, like, a very select Uh, portion of what they want to show us because like if you remember back to season one we never saw anything from trespass in any promotional material other than the preview for the episode itself like other than that like they were showing all sorts of trailers all the time and, and putting out all sorts of stuff to get us hyped about what was coming up but certain episodes never really got guy uh any any coverage in any of these trailers or anything because what they're doing is they're going for a tone, and for something very specific to hype us up. And with this, it was the Ahsoka turning to the dark side angle, which isn't true. I mean, like it's just I really feel like it's a red herring, and they're just trying to uh, they're trying to to string us along and make us think that that's where they're going with this storyline, so that they can show us a trailer, and then when we get to the episode, we can still be surprised.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. we, we see it and we get hyped that, oh, Soka's going to turn to the dark side. But then when we watch the episode, we go, oh, no, that's what's
1: actually happening.
0: Right. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think that she's just been poisoned or she's being mind controlled or something like that.
1: Yeah. Like, no, I had the same thought. I mean, I thought she was maybe being controlled by, yeah. you know, magic or poison or whatever. Yeah. Because the other thing I noticed too is you know, obviously she's got like the yellow eyes and the veins popping out and everything, which you see that and immediately think dark side. But, you know, even if she did turn to the dark side, it would be obviously pretty recent. And we've never seen, you know, Dooku or Ventress or anybody else have, you know, scary yellow eyes and popping veins and stuff. So I don't think, yeah, I mean that doesn't come with, you know, immediately just turning to the dark side. I think there's something else going on there. Yeah, for sure. For so, sure. But the other thing, I mean, you were talking about um, the trailer and, you know, them probably not showing us everything from the rest of the season. I don't know. I, like, there was a lot of stuff in there. I think it might be more than, like, just a three-episode arc. But, um, you know, I definitely don't think they've shown us stuff from, like, all the episodes. Yeah. And especially, like, the, um, whatever the season finale ends up being, I'm sure that'll be a surprise
0: yeah for sure for sure like yeah we're we're only seeing a very small portion of what's going to happen so Mm.
1: but if it's any i mean if that small portion is any indication i'm looking forward to you know all the stuff that's coming up in the rest of the season so
0: yeah yeah uh well i'm i'm just psyched for the second half of the season what what it holds in store because it seems like it's uh it's going to be full of some really cool action and that sort of thing. So, uh, thank you very much, Aaron, for writing that in so that we could talk about it. Let's, uh, let's jump to the forum post of the week. Do you want to read that out for us? All
1: right, sure. Uh, this is from one of our newer forum members, uh, Darth Genesis. And he asked, what do you want to see? And he says, what other, uh, what other time points would you like to see in the Clone Wars? Personally, I would love it if they would show some, some of the things that were shown in the micro series such as Anakin's fight with Ventress, that where he gets his scar. Um, also, I would love to see Anakin uh, becoming a Jedi Knight. Um, I would also like to see more of the Jedi High Council. There's definitely a lot of stories that, uh, that they could tell that took place way before where we are now in the timeline. Uh, share your thoughts.
0: Okay. Uh, wow. So we get these questions a lot of stuff that we want to see. And uh, my standard answer for the last little bit has kind of just been that uh, I don't know what I want to see. Like, that's the thing, is that like I could, I could put out a wish list, but more than likely I'll only be disappointed. And uh, they're going to come up with better stuff than I'm going to come up with anyways. Uh, we got the Commandos, so that's kind of off my list. Um, I, I'm sure that at some point we'll get to see them in action now that they have character models. So, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I just really like being uh, being surprised. Like going into C5, that was one of my things is that I was psyched for the things that we didn't know we were going to get to see. Stuff like Savage Press and, uh, and, and, and uh, this whole uh, Savage trilogy of episodes that we got tons of sneak peeks at um, that we didn't even know we were going to get so like there's really for me there's no point in trying to predict what's going to be cool and what I want to see or trying to put out there like oh this is what I would really like to see because they're just going to do cool stuff anyways I-, I trust you know so whatever they want to do I'm uh, I'm down for
1: yeah definitely and I mean he also mentions um, you know he talks about wanting to see stuff from like the micro series and stuff that happened before the Clone Wars which I think would be cool I mean there are a lot of I mean pretty much any time I read a Star Wars book or comic or something, I'm like, oh man, this would look awesome in a movie or awesome as, you know, an episode of Clone Wars. But, you know, that doesn't really seem to be what they're going for on the show because, yeah. you know, obviously there's been a lot of uh Clone Wars stories already and they tend to not really um you know, retrace their steps, I guess. They don't like to do stuff that's already been done. They like to, you know, come up with new ideas and new stories. Um And so, I mean, the other thing that's cool about it is when you're not expecting them to bring back the old stuff that you want to see, then in an episode like this where we get to see Ventress's, you know, Starfighter and her costume from the comics and everything, then it's, you know, a really cool little uh, throwback and kind of a nice surprise. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've got, um, you know, tons of stuff that I'd love to see, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, if we get to see it cool, and if we don't, then I hope they surprise us with new stuff, so... Yeah, for sure. Um, Because, you know, they can't please everybody and live up to everybody's expectations of what they thought the Clone Wars was going to be, so that's why, like you said, they just, you know, bring us new stuff and surprise us, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to all the stuff, like you said, that we haven't seen before, so...
0: Yeah, totally. Totally, cool. Well, uh, thank you, Darth Genesis, for posting that over on the forums, and... uh, Wow, we're almost we're almost done this episode. That's uh, just about to wrap it up. Let's, uh, before we do that, we're going to uh, let you guys listen to the uh, the preview for the upcoming episode, Monster. Uh, you can uh, you can listen to that right now.
1: The Clone Wars are kicking into high gear. An act of betrayal will create a new threat that could consume the galaxy with hate.
0: He is red, system
1: Night will. Fall. Don't miss part two of a special three-part Star Wars: The Clone Wars event, the Night Sisters trilogy.
0: Next Friday, at eight thirty-seven thirty Central.
1: Let the games begin.
0: Only on Cartoon Network. So uh, that's going to be an awesome episode. We're going to see the Iridonians and a Savage Venture, or sorry, uh, Savage Opress, for the first time on the on the show. So I uh, look forward to that and we'll be back next week with a re- recap and review of that episode. Uh, but that's, uh, that's it for this week. So yep. thank you. Thanks a ton for, for filling in, Kyle. Oh uh, no problem. I, really I appreciate that. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter na- uh, on Twitter, our username is. Clone Wars over there, uh, so twitter.com slash Clone Wars, and you can head over to Facebook to join our page, which is facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast, and, uh, and of course, join us on the Star Wars Daily Forums over at forum.starwarsdaily.com. If you're oh. uh, if you're an impressive individual, you might just end up getting to do stuff like, uh, I don't know, guest, guest host a show like Kyle has Uh, because you started off as just a just a listener and a member of our forums and stuff right Kyle
1: yeah pretty much and I didn't even uh join the forums right away um at least the old ones but so yeah for all you guys out there who are listening and haven't joined the forums yet go sign up we can always use more people and uh you know kind of the more the merrier and we'll get into all kinds of great Star Wars discussions and all kinds of good stuff
0: yeah for sure so For sure, cool. Well, uh, that's it for this week, so we will catch you guys next week.
1: All right, see you guys later.
0: Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you
1: for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. Force is strong with you all. And it will be with you always.